Today's very special inaugural edition of the Duffies here on One Shining Podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek, the best app for buying and selling tickets to sporting events, concerts, and more. Maybe one day, the Duffies, Tate. For $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event, use promo code OSP, download the SeatGeek app, or go right to SeatGeek.com today. We are also brought to you by TheRinger.com, where uh, we are doing Masters coverage. We are doing Andre the Giant coverage on TheRinger.com. Um, you know, the, we got the Andre the Giant doc coming out on HBO. Uh, what is that? The tenth? The tenth. It's coming up. April tenth. Uh, we also, yeah, have the Masters as I mentioned. Our producer, producer Kyle. Biggest day of the year for us. We're doing the Duffy Awards. Uh, we 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 are very excited about this. We've been planning this for like three months, and of course, our producer Kyle is at the Masters buying official Masters polos and visors because he has because he tried to show up in like baggy jeans and a Tom Brady jersey and <laughs> he's classing himself up. Yeah. We're, we're happy for you producer. Kyle. So he's down there with Bill Simmons and Joe House and who else is, is Sal down there? No. Sal did the pod. Sal did the pod with yeah. about the Masters. Yeah, yeah. And and Dr. Simmons, Bill Fott. But uh anyway, they're all down there doing master stuff. Uh congrats to Kyle on that, um on on leaving our podcast. That's awesome. Right we're, on time, Kyle. Right on time. Great. Great timing with that. Missing the national championship and the Duffies. Uh, so, yeah, check out all, all that stuff. Check out uh, Andre the Giant Week. Check out the Masters stuff. Check out all those podcasts we mentioned. Also, check out the Duffies. Here we come, Tate. We're here. We're doing it. That's what's on the docket for today. The college basketball season is over. The Duffelback boys are ready to hand out awards. We have a lot of fun categories. We have very serious categories. We hope you enjoy it. It is the first ever and certainly not the last ever, but this is the possibly du- the last ever. Possibly the last ever. <laughs> Here we go. It's the Duffy Awards. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. Welcome to the first ever Duffy Awards. I am here with Tate Frazier. My name is Mark Titus. Hopefully you've been following us along all, all year. If you're new to the program, my God, what a time to start listening. I apologize in advance. This so is your sorry. first episode. We are here to hand out the most important awards in the history of college basketball. Uh, they There are many awards, as we know. There are many publications. The, there are many awards out there to be had, Tate. None are quite as prestigious as the Duffy Awards. So why don't, don't we set the go, stage a little there, bit? Right? Don't go there. What? That's a little too far, right? We got to earn it. This is our first Duffy's. This is the first presentation. We tried to blow this thing out. We did our best. We reached out. Nick Cannon agreed, right? We had yeah, Nick, Nick Cannon, Cannon host was going to host. He was going to host this. And then, you know, unfortunately, Wad now called. He had to back out. And then we're thinking to ourselves, if we can't get Nick Cannon, who are we going to get? We're, we call AJ and Free. They don't answer the phones. Mm-hmm. 106 in Park. They don't come out and help us. We call Bow Wow. He says he wants to go by Shad Moss. That doesn't work. We call we, Travis Tritt. We, 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 we call everyone. We're reaching out to everybody. I mean, we get all the way down to, to Ryan Seacrest, you know, mm-hmm. and Seacrest is like, I got to go do E News or something like that. And now it's just us. You only get the two of us. We're, you're stuck with us. Uh, we, but we are here. We are very excited. We have how many categories do we have here, Tate? We are, give, we are going to be handing out 12 Duffies today. Mm-hmm. It is a very exciting time. The people are on the edge of their seats right now listening. They have no idea what's coming. I don't think you and I have an, have an idea of what's coming. And we plan this thing out. We are the ones giving out the awards. And if you thought award season was over, it's obviously not. You know, it stretches out now past all the way into April. Um, this is no joke. This is a serious do you, event. Do we have like a monologue? Do we event. have a, a monologue that we want to do? Is it? Can you do a monologue with two people? I don't think so. I think I that's called. I think that's called a dialogue. A dialogue yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Is there a dialogue that we want to do to open the show? I think we're doing it. Is this what we're doing? Yeah, this Are we is doing what's it? happening. How yeah. long do we have to do this? Are we going to keep talking? Like, I don't know. There's so many people in Staples Center we, staring at us right now. Yeah. All, the, all the concession crew, they're like, who are these two God. humans? Why are, Why do they have microphones? Why are they standing in front this of all of us? This went so much better in rehearsal. Yes. And then we came out and the lights blinded me and I got nervous. <laughs> and now this is the result. This is what turned up. Uh, so yeah, this is this is it. We're doing the Duffies. Um, let's get into it. You want to get into the first category? Let's do it. Play the music, Kyle. Oh, wait, he's not here. All right, Tate, the very first Duffy we will be handing out today is the off-court story of the year in college basketball this year. The nominees are... The FBI probe. North Carolina, avoiding sanctions for faking classes for 30 years for their three national title winning teams and also their football team and also their basketball team and getting no penalty whatsoever and also... The Rick Pitino saga, where he was stripped of a title. Tom Izzo versus ESPN outside the lines. The Louisville 2013 banner coming down. The Yahoo report of Christian Dawkins' expense report, the spreadsheets. The Sean Miller wiretap. That may or may not exist. The, U, the three UCLA basketball players, one, only one of which anybody remembers, and even then people forget his name. It's just Lonzo Ball's brother. But then those other two guys, when mm-hmm. they shoplifted and then they got arrested in China and then Donald Trump saved the day. But then he also was like, I regret doing that because they didn't say thank you enough. There's, there's that story. Yes. And then the Josh Pastner extortion. Uh, it has been a long drawn out saga across the board where it was first paying players. And now it's uh, launched into another case. We all remember Josh Pastner. So those are your nominees. Story of the year. And the Duffy goes to. Oh, my. The FBI, Tate. Wow. The FBI. Congratulations. Congratulations to the FBI. They have won the first Duffy. Uh, the big story in college basketball this year, the FBI scandal. It, it kind of like launched our brand, the the dropping of the bags. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about this before on the previous podcast we had called Teed Up. But this became, it just, all the stars aligned for us to get very excited about the FBI probe. We were promised that college basketball, as we know it, would change forever that there might not even be college basketball. Are we even going to play the NCAA tournament this year? Like, every coach is going to go away in handcuffs. The FBI is here to kick so much ass. And that's pretty much what happened. Like, I don't even recognize the sport anymore. Wait. Wait. wait what? Wait, that's not true. Nothing happened. Yeah, nothing, nothing happened. happened. September my- 26, everyone thought that the world was going to change. The landscape of college basketball would finally be over uh, as we know it. And uh, here we are. It's the exact same. But my same. goodness, what a fun ride it was. Like, <laughs> I, I was I was there. Every, the carrot was dangling in front of my face, mm-hmm. and I wanted to eat that carrot so badly. Uh, maybe maybe some will come along. You it know? was like, a bombshell. We, we should say that. There were many bombshells. There were many, many bombshells. Uh, and ultimately, all the bombs were duds. Uh, as But, you know, we don't know for sure yet. They might have cases. We have the one, uh, The I saw the story of um, the guy who was a bad guy uh, who like was taking money to funnel to the players, and then he just like kept the money for himself. And the FBI, like I don't even remember the guy's name, but I just saw this story break the other day. That's that, the ultimate bad guy move because you're just keeping the bag for yourself. Because at the end yeah. of the day, you're a runner if you're a bad guy. For a lot of these people, you know, you're just in between. You're the middleman, as Frank Lucas would say. Got to cut out the middleman. He got you know? he he got he gets out of getting busted by the FBI. He also just gets to keep all the money for himself. Mm-hmm. It was just a brilliant. I guess I guess uh yeah. Spoiler alert: We're doing bad guy of the year. He should be probably be nominated. Yeah, guy. he should be he in should the list. Uh, I don't know his name, but uh. 
Yeah, that's the, the F, congratulations to FBI probe. Are, do you feel like there was a snub here? Do you feel like someone else should have won? I have my eye on North Carolina avoiding the the banners, but I feel like that was a story that's been drugged out for years. Yeah, it, it wasn't was, really it was a, four this years year story. of people uh, writing different reports saying they were going to need the death penalty. And then guess what we learned? Uh, the NCAA had no authority in the case, and uh, that's why. What they, about nothing was what about Louisville yeah. losing their title banner? That's a big. That's the first time that's ever happened. Do mm-hmm. you think that? Do you think the academy? In the words of Rick Pitino, you can never take away a national title, even though it was taken away and there's no banner anymore. But it can never be taken away. So there it is. That's it. First Duffy off the board. Congratulations to the Federal Bureau of Investigation for uh, basically just, you know, teasing us, giving us blue balls all season about what was to come. And um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, who knows? Maybe the FBI will win next year, Tate. There There was not a satisfying conclusion to this. Maybe they come back in, in September again and they're like, this time, it's for... <laughs> and we, we know it's easy to repeat, but a three-peat is tough. You FBI, know, that, the FBI yeah. to get a three-peat will be FBI hard. FBI bombshell two, electric bugaloo. The FBI gets the disease of more. Yeah. They've just had too many scandals, too many bombshells. <laughs> they just can't handle it anymore. So there it is. Uh, congratulations to the FBI. First Duffy off the board. That's it. Now for, now for our next Duffy. Go ahead, Tate. Present it. Comeback of the year. And the nominees are... The Nevada comeback over Cincinnati when they were down 22 in the second half in the NCAA tournament. The Virginia comeback over Louisville, down four with nine-tenths of a second on the clock. The Drexel comeback over Delaware when they were down 34, which I believe is the, the biggest comeback in NCAA tournament history, isn't that? Or NCAA history, I mean. NCAA yeah, history. What, not tournament. Just, yes. Just gender. That was a regular season game. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, Michigan State taking down Northwestern after being down 27 Chris Collins, 27. What about Coach K? Coach K's comeback after he had to miss a game against Wake Forest Four because virus. he was sick. Mm-hmm. And then he came back and he took his team to like, what they finish? Third in the ACC, second in the ACC, um, and also made the Elite Eight and also lost in the semifinals of the ACC tournament. So that was that was a pretty good comeback. Pretty good comeback. Nice work, K. Uh, Coach Cal's kids. Yep. After losing four straight, they became guys at the end of the season. They made a nice little run. They thought they had a free shot to the Final Four, but they became guys from kids to guys, the Coach Cal story. We also have Sean Miller coming back after missing the game at Oregon where it looked like he was going to get fired. He very much did not get fired. He came back with a vengeance. He is nominated for the comeback of the year, Duffy. Michael Porter Jr. for his back, literally his back coming back and getting into form. And not and, doing so hot, but he did come back. But he did come back. That was that was a very good comeback. Uh, we also have Ted Valentine retiring in the middle of the season after, again, turning his back mm-hmm. on Joel Berry. Yes. Uh, the people of the internet were bullying him. It was, it was, it, it honestly, it frankly, it made me sick to my stomach to watch this happen, the way people treated him. He retired. He announced his retirement on the spot. And then he courageously decided I will not let the internet bullies take me down, decided to come back. Very inspiring stuff. TV Teddy, not internet Teddy, TV Teddy. Kyle, making one Shining Pod t-shirts, an absolute shocking stunner of events. Cannot believe it happened. Granted, they were in prison font. Granted, there was only 30 of them. Granted, we could not even sell them. We had to give them out for free because they were so terrible. Kyle did make a comeback. But that is a great comeback. That is Kyle, producer Kyle Against is nominated. Against all odds, Kyle. Good job. No, one Shining Pod. That's oh, that's, that's right. That's, that's us. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, and finally, Rick Pitino's press tour proving his innocence. That was that was an amazing comeback. Um, I think a lot of people saw Rick Pitino got fired, and they were like, "Wow, get this scumbag out of here!" But Rick has has adamantly he, he has denied any wrongdoing while also accepting full responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think he's won a lot of people over. I think the more we see him in front of the cameras, unfortunately, he... I've never paid a player more than $5. Unfortunately, he went on Dan Patrick's show today and said, I'm done with interviews. This will be my last interview. So are, are we going to get a double Rick Pitino comeback where like he, his reputation has come back, but mm-hmm. now we're going to get like an interview comeback where like he's, he's retiring from interviews, but he's going to come back to interviews. Then he's going to come back to coaching. It's when, when, you, when you're dealing with Rick Pitino, there's a lot of coming back. When we get the lost Patino interview, like they just came out with the new OJ thing that they, they never showed when he wrote the book, we're going to have that Patino interview where he's going to be writing his book in 10 years from now. We're going to see him sit down and uh, finally give his, uh, his admission. Do we have a winner? So those are the nominees. The Duffy goes to. Oh, man. A little bit of a shocker here, Tate. Mm-hmm. Ted Valentine. Wow. Wins TV the Teddy. Duffy. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations first to TV Teddy. First nomination, first win for TV Teddy. Uh, you know, I, this was a story that I, 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 I guess I see where, where the, where the committee with the, the academy was going with this decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, I, I think Rick Pitino's comeback was a little bit stronger. But uh, you know, TV Teddy, he, he has been a staple. Love him or hate him, or really, really hate him. No matter how you feel about the guy, he has been a staple in college basketball for decades. Uh, we thought we were losing him. We thought this was it, and we didn't even get a chance to say goodbye. It just happened so fast. He turns his back on Barry everyone's you know it's like he's staring at himself in the mirror has the game passed me by like I just don't how do I reach these keys like I Mm -hmm. I just don't understand this generation Mm -hmm. Um, and we just felt like it was over you know that's what we talk about this all the time like the greats oftentimes the greats don't get to call their own shots like how they're going out I will say this. I think the Academy just respected the statement of it all. You know, the the finality to say that I am leaving the game. This is such a, you know, a, a hurtful thing and a stain on my career. I am willing to walk away from the game yeah. than to let this but be then, my last But then, but then to come back. The redemption story yes. of like... To go I, shake Joel's, Joel yeah, Barry's hand in yeah. Chapel Hill and say, you know, I'm It's sorry. inspiring stuff. Uh, congratulations to TV Teddy. I, you know, if, if, if it was my vote, again, I probably would have given it to Rick Pitino because... Uh, just the, the way his reputation has done a 180. Also, Sean Miller. That's mm-hmm. a pretty strong comeback as well. Um, but those, those are probably the notable notable runners up there. But yeah, Ted Valentine wins the Duffy. Congratulations, TV Ted. Uh, on to the next category. We have the cult hero of the year. And the nominees are... Buzzcut Brad from Wisconsin. Brad Davidson. Uh, we have Pantilus... Z, Z, however you say his name, the X guy, the you know him as the 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 kid, the walk on kid on DePaul with the the Rex specs and the fun hair that like dances all the time, and yeah, you know you know the kid I'm talking about, of course. And speaking of kids, you know who we're talking about, the guy that takes charges is the son of a commentator, uh, Andrew Dockage from the Ohio State University, who who hit a half court shot against Michigan State. Do you think? Do you think I'm gonna? Pause the nominees here to say, do you think when Andrew Dockage hit the half court shot, like that story is going to spin into that was to beat Michigan State like do you think when he's like 40 he'll be like I hit the shot to beat Michigan State mm-hmm. I hit the half yes. quarter to beat I've, yes I hit, I've, in the same way that Dan Dockage's story has led to him <laughs> shutting down Michael Jordan yes I think it will lead to that uh, we also have CJ Baird Michigan walk-on yes who, your boy yeah hit a three over Texas A&M in the Sweet Six also played in the national championship game had a had an unbelievable NCAA tournament run became a little bit of a cult hero there for a second also got a rebound in the final four game yeah he did or a block it was it was a it was a block. It was a block. It was a block shot. A, yeah, yeah. CJ Beard block. Yeah. Uh, Sister Jean, Ooh. Dolores Schmidt, um, a, a woman that has taken college basketball by storm and has taken the Loyola Ramblers all the way to the Final Four. 
She is also nominated. We we have nominated the guy who ran the UMBC Twitter account and uh, somehow like didn't have everybody hate him. I, I thought that was coming. I think it, I think the greatest thing that could have happened to the UMBC Twitter account guy was that they lost in the mm-hmm. second round because he would have very much been hated by everybody. It was very slim staying power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he had his moment in sun. He was a cult hero. He will be remembered forever. Rick Pitino, also a nominee for cult hero of the year. Yes, because uh, Rick Pitino, it, you know, the, you might be scratching your head saying, I wonder how this guy got this nomination. Um, it's it's because he has... Uh, so our, our other nominee is Swaggy Poole, Jordan Poole, who hit the the 30-footer with the hand in his face to beat Houston. Um, where's the short shorts? Come to find out, like, as people started to... F- as, as the rest of America started to realize, like, who is this Swaggy Poole guy? You realize he's actually kind of not that good. Like, he doesn't play that much for Michigan. <laughs> he's not he's not that important. But he believes that he's that important. But and he that's believes. The, that's, the and, whole, that's the whole... And when they were, when they were down him, seven against Loyola, Swaggy Poole talks to his teammates. And, like, and he's, he is going to be... Uh, there's no question in my mind that Michigan fans will have turned on him by the end of his career. But... Um, for now. For now. He's, he's Swaggy he's absolutely Poole. beloved. So there are your nominees. And the Duffy goes to tape. Brace yourself, mm-hmm. Sister Jean. Wow, she did it! What an upset! She did it, Sister Jean, cult hero of the year. I you can't argue against what this a tape. rise. Yeah, you can't argue against. I'm not. This. I know. I know that you famously said, "I hate Sister Jean." <laughs> I, I wish bad things on her and her family and everyone she's ever loved. Yes. You said that on this yes, podcast. That, we can, those are all quotables. I'm yes. Sure, I'm sure we can pull the clip. Those are not summaries. But, uh, those are not paraphrases. Those are direct quotes. But you can't deny what she became. She became an icon. She became yeah. uh, a face for Loyola basketball. And I think this is what she deserves. She deserves to be a cult hero. There was I had no problem with her being a cult hero. I had a problem with her being the face of Loyola basketball as they tried to win a title. Mm. Now that we've passed that point, that's she not going to happen. Cold Hero is perfect. Cold Hero is perfect. Uh, my understanding of Cold Heroes, though, are almost like you, you don't really get to the mainstream, really. And mm. I think, you know, if, if you want to make an argument, if you, if you want to be a Sister Jean hater, and I know you do, Tate, you could say that she was too mainstream for this category. I will say this. They say do not worship idols. And I think Sister Jean made herself an idol that was worshipped by many. And, uh, you know, I don't know. That's interesting. That's interesting. And, and being a cold Hero, I don't know. That's Ooh, tough. Like, that's does she want this? Are, are you does. calling out Sister Jean's theology right no, now? No, I'm not. Are you saying cold hero Sister Jean? <laughs> give it to her. She earned it. Congratulations, Sister Jean, on winning the Duffy. We, you check your mail. It'll be coming in three to six months uh, when producer Kyle makes the merchandise. He's also going to make the uh, the trophy. The, the so uh, any any day now, those things will be put in the mail. Moving on to uh, the next category of Duffy's, the bag drop of the year. This is a. Uh, we we are doing spoiler alert. Bad guy of the year will be coming, and I you know you're asking yourself at home. You're like, what's the difference between the bag drop of the year and the bag guy of the year? And I'll tell you the difference. This is sort of like the director of the year versus the the, the best film picture. best yeah. picture of the year. You mm-hmm. know, like the bag drop is the act, but that doesn't necessarily like they, a lot of times they go hand in hand, but not always. So just keep that in mind. Um, we have the bag drop of the year. Are you ready to get to the nominees? Yes. Okay, the nominees are Marvin Bagley's early enrollment to Duke University. When he just skipped a grade. Yeah, smart guy. And when a, and, and he was 17 years old and just honestly a snap I, of a finger. I think it might be the greatest story in college basketball history. It really but, is. But I, I will wait. You know, I'm going to wait a little bit before I say that. I'm going to let it marinate a little bit before I get in on it, that. It, it really is. The guy's a damn genius. Like, like you said, if, if, if a normal kid did this, you would, you would be voting for, you'd be like, how can we vote for this man for president? 
that he can, he would be the next Barack Obama. He can skip an entire mm-hmm. class of high school, fly across the country, and get into one of the most prestigious private schools in the country. It's an unbelievable story. So congratulations, Marvin Bagley. He is nominated. Uh, also nominated, the Porter brothers to Missouri. Um, Michael Porter Sr. getting hired onto all three Quantum, porters. All yes. three porters. Yes, all going down to Missouri. Big time backdrop move there by Kwanzaa Martin. That's nominated. Uh, Sharif O'Neal. Uh, taking his talents from Arizona. Um, in, in in light of the Sean Miller fiasco and the wiretap, he decided within 36 hours to change his commitment from Arizona to a fellow blue blood in the Pac-12, UCLA, right on cue. He does the whole celebration video with Shaq at his house. They do the whole dance. Uh, congratulations. You've been nominated, Sharif O'Neal. Steve Offord just swooping on in. Mm-hmm. There's like, like There was like, like you said, 36 hours of what is going to happen to Arizona and all of the, all of the commits backed out. And instead of, instead of Shaq's kid going, Oh, okay. So nothing. Let me really wait out for due yeah, process. Let me wait out for due process. He's like, Oh, perfect. My opportunity. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone. Like his, his, uh, you know, allegedly we will say mm-hmm. perhaps maybe one might argue his, his check was already cashed from Arizona. He had already, he had already cleaned his hands of that one. So he's like, how can I do a little double dip here, perhaps? Yes. Allegedly. Yes. Um, so yeah, that that is one nomination. Another nomination, Zion Williamson. Jeff Capel dropping the bag for Zion Williamson to complete the most loaded class in the history of college basketball that Duke now has the three top prospects coming into next year. And Jeff Capel's not even going to be there for them. Live on ESPN, puts on the Duke hack. Every single person going into this event believed that he was going to go to insert school. Duke was probably one of the latter teams that people talked about. And he joins the Brotherhood, and it becomes a staple. Big Zion time, Williamson. Big time backdrop there. Rick Pitino landing the easiest recruit he has ever pulled into the University of Louisville this past summer. Brian Bowen commits to Louisville. Rick Pitino goes on radio shows, boasts about how easy of a recruitment it was. What a nice addition to a team trying to win a national title. Little did he know, landing Brian Bowen would lead to so many different stories. Funny thing about Brian Bowen is that he's also nominated twice because Brian Bowen ended up at South Carolina after it was discovered that Brian Bowen was asking for $100,000 to go to Louisville. Frank Martin swoops in. Gets him to South Carolina. So uh, that is all. Brian Bowen has two opportunities here to, to clinch a Duffy. Congratulations, Brian Bowen. Congratulations on also just being named in every single NCAA scandal that existed this year. Like there was like a women's water polo scandal where they had too much cream cheese on their bagel and they, they got it for free and they, they owed an extra dollar 27. And somehow this happened at Stanford and somehow... Brian Bowen was implicated in that report. I don't understand it. It's also impressive. Brian Bowen is like, you know how Timothy Chalamet was in every single movie that was up for an Oscar? It's the exact same way. Yep. Brian Bowen is going to be in every story. And he actually could be implicated in every story uh, if we re- really want to get down to the bare bones of it. Uh, the next nominee is us. Yes. The Duffel Bag Boys. At yep. the three-on-three event this year, uh, we threw out $50,000 worth of cash and a briefcase. For the next, we threw out $100,000 worth of cash. $50,000 we threw out, and then we had a briefcase with another $50,000 that we threw right. up in the air. You know, right. technicalities here, but us, bad guys A little of bit year. of a conflict of interest, I would say, but mm-hmm. you can't deny, I mean, if, if you're objectively viewing what, what we brought to the bag dropping industry, you cannot deny it. We have to be nominated. It was a literal bag drop. Yeah, and we were, we were giving guys, we we're letting guys making it rain on national television. So we are nominated. Uh, and then also just honorable mentions, these guys are nominated, but they need to be mentioned. Drake for the God's Plan video. We discussed this on the podcast. Uh, and George Clooney for, for giving out all of his friends a million dollars. giving his friends bags of a million dollars. We wanted, we, we debated about this. Should we include these guys in the bag drop of the year, Duffy? And we, we believe that we should stick to our principles and, and, and have, and just focus on college basketball thing. Maybe this could be like the foreign film 
award mm-hmm. type thing, like mm-hmm. this separate category. Like yeah, the, we have a separate event for this. The outside of All college the celebrity basketball stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. backdrop. The um, image makeover of the year. But Drake and, Drake and Clooney uh, are, are not technically nominated. They are not eligible. However, they did provide great backdrops. So those are your nominees. And the Duffy goes to... I don't think this is much of a surprise. Zion Williamson, Jeff Capel, and the Duke Brotherhood. Congratulations. Congratulations, Zion. You did it. Congratulations. Uh, so we we did a we did an emergency podcast when this happened. Tate, have your feelings subsided? Jeff Capel has left Duke now. Um, we when we did that podcast when Zion Williamson committed, the reviews came in hot and heavy. They were saying, "Wow, that was the most cringeworthy thing I've ever heard." I hope you guys are joking. Uh, you should just never podcast again. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you show me some proof? These were these were the reviews. Do you want to walk it back and and apologize to the people? I don't necessarily want to walk it back, but I do want to walk it forward. And that is uh, Jeff Capel, a Duke defector now. And I will yeah. say that is really the the bare bones of this this whole conversation. The fact that Jeff Capel was there, he did all he could do. He got to the heights of bag dropping and then he walked away from Duke. I think that's a beautiful story. Now that has sort of tempered my take on this. I thought that Jeff Capel was in the bag for at least five more seasons as mm-hmm. he waited for Kay to leave. Now that I know he was a man on a mission to then get offered another job elsewhere, um, I'm just happy for Jeff Capel. I, you know? I walk nothing back. Yeah, I stand no. by every single thing I said in that because again, a lot of people, I knew they would. They said they called us Jeff haters. Jeff Capel may walk it back because now he put, he put his head out there right. and, and now he's not going to be there to reach the when, when When we talked about it, when it happened, a lot of people, I knew they would. They called us haters, yeah. um, but I stood by it. I was like, I'm not a hater because this this has not led to anything and it's not going to lead to anything. Duke next year, I'm going to get sucked into it because I always do. I'm going to go in next year and say Duke's going to win the national championship. But I also, the smart part of my brain, it's way back there. It, it sometimes comes out, but it's telling me that I know Duke is going to finish third in the ACC. I know they're going to to not win the ACC tournament. But I know you know they're, they're going to get hot right before the tournament, yeah. and everyone's going to kind of pick them as a sleeper. So yes. none of none of this talk about Duke's recruited class was ever from a place of like, damn, mm-hmm. how is anybody else going to compete with them? It was just more of like, damn, how is nobody else scratching their head over this? So uh, congratulations, though. Zion Williamson winning a Duffy. He's not even in college yet. That's impressive. Bag drop of the year. Congratulations, Bag drop Zion. of the year. Uh, moving on to our next category, this is a this is a fun one. I think I think the the people will will debate this one. We'll, we will see. We'll have to see which, which, where this one goes. This one is called the Image Makeover of the Year, Duffy Award. Tate, do you have any comments on this before we get to the nominees? I will say this is uh for all this is a sprawling category. You can do something as simple as actually physically changing the way you look, or just changing the persona and the, the narrative around you, which gets us to our first nominee, Grayson Allen, who. Came into this season as, there's a lot of talk, is this man the most hated college basketball player of all time? Mm-hmm. Um, and what we learned very quickly was he's just misunderstood. Uh, he He's doing interviews on ESPN. He's saying, I've changed. The redemption tour is coming. I, you know, that is not me. If you know the real me, I would never, you know, I would never think to do these things. I've, I've, I took the summer off. I had the, he took a break from basketball. Everyone remembers he had the one game indefinite suspension. Uh, the the to year clear before his head. to clear yeah. his head, mm-hmm. and then he gets the whole summer off. He he's focusing on himself. He's interning. He's interning at yeah, companies with Vic Law. He, he is now at, he he is now coming into this past season the senior leader on like one of the youngest teams in college basketball. He's going to play the Quinn Cook role. This is going to be a repeat of 2015, and and honestly, that's kind of exactly what happened. We had no incidents this year with mm-hmm. Grayson Allen. He mm-hmm. certainly didn't try to trip anybody. He was 
pretty much a model citizen, was beloved by everybody. The, the transformation was unbelievable. And, and he called it at the beginning of the year. All the media were calling it. We have people saying that just the adversity that this man has to overcome. Like, can you imagine, Tate? Like, put yourself in his shoes for a second. Mm -hmm. To be just, just because you're a white guy that plays for Duke, everybody hates you. Like, are, <laughs> I'm sorry, is that fair? No, the answer is no. And so he has all of this hatred pointed at him that he did not bring on himself at all. It was completely undeserved. Until Faced, he put his butt out in the ACC tournament. Oh shit! I forgot about. Oh, that. Oh yeah. Oh mm -hmm. oh. I forgot about that. Okay. 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 Maybe well, next well, you, did, you did enough. Okay. Go on to the you're, next nominee. You're already there. Uh, the next nominee is Tom Crean. Yes. Head coach of the Georgia Bulldogs, a man that was let go by Indiana University for not bringing Bloomington. You back want to talk to the about top. sister meme? Yes. Tom meme was like this was the greatest college basketball meme that ever existed. Tom Crean was the biggest punchline. Everybody was making fun of the guy. Gets the job at ESPN. It's basically the Tony Romo of college basketball this year. Calling out plays before they happen. Breath of fresh air. Everyone's like, we need this guy to call more games. This is awesome. Goes on part of my take a few times. Everybody's like falling in love with his interviews there. The guy's become a media mogul. Um, and what does he do? He parlays that into a job at the University of Georgia. Now he's convinced himself that he is the biggest Bulldog fan of all time. Yep. He is going to gymnastics events. He is going to every single building on campus, not invoking 9-11, just talking about you know how much he loves, how beautiful the campus is. Uh, congratulations to Tom Green. You've done it. Tom Crean is one nominee. Uh, we also have Buzz Williams for growing mm. out his hair, uh, image makeover of the year. Uh, very deserving of this nominee. Kind of looks like Tom Hardy now. That's what, that's what the people say. Uh, very bizarre, I guess. Like, like, I'm less like excited that he has hair now and more just confused as to why he's been shaving his head his entire life up until this point. Or did he do something like the Wayne Rooney thing where he does the hair plugs? and he, and Ooh, he that could be it. Everyone's wondering what he, what he did to make this happen and why he made it Either happen. Either way... Will it help on the recruiting trail? I mean, let's be honest. If it's you versus Tony Bennett in Virginia... Yeah, you got to look handsome. Look at that salt and pepper hair that Tony has. You have to match it. Yeah, you got to be handsome. So, uh, Buzz Williams, great makeover. Next up, next nominee is West Virginia's Javon Carter... For going bald. Going the other he way. He leans in, yeah. Big time makeover. He, uh, I don't know if it helped him look younger, but it made it look like more purposeful. He had a very ragged hairline, we shall say, last year. Uh, he was, you know, he was the guy that looked like he was 37 years old. Again, I'm not sure that shaving his head makes him look younger necessarily, but it just kind of... It made him seem secure. You know, it like it, he's it, locked it brought in. it all together. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I am the star of West Virginia. Yes, you are going to make old jokes, and no, I don't care. And yeah, it, it just kind of, it, it gave him an image that I really, really appreciated. So, Javon Carter with the big turnaround. Uh, next nominee, Bruce Pearl, who was... I, I'll be honest, I don't, know how this, I don't know how this man has a job. Uh, but he does, and and not only does he have a job in this in this era of bag dropping and FBIing and and violations and and everyone's and every cynicism as at all time high. What a job Bruce Pearl has done at Auburn mm -hmm. is what people have been saying all mm -hmm. year. Uh, just unbelievable that this man has has been able to to just sort of control his own narrative and all that sort of stuff. And he was able during the NCAA tournament run where everyone was talking about teams being underseeded because of the FBI implications and teams not making the tournament because of FBI imp implications. He ends up just talking about Charles Barkley picking Auburn and saying, got that one for you, Charles. Hope that doesn't mess up your bracket. That was the hardest hitting journalism done on Bruce Pearl. This was a man at the start of, image this was a man at the start of his career, illegally phone tap illegally tapped the phone with a recruit, uh, narked on Illinois, mm -hmm. and then and then went on to commit NCAA violations at himself. Tennessee. Yeah. And then now is like the the bell of the ball. Mm -hmm. So unbelievable. He's brought Auburn basketball back. Unbelievable, unbelievable image makeover for uh, for Bruce Pearl. And the next nominee is another man that has done a wonderful job making over himself uh, this entire time, and that is Rick Pitino. Yes. 
the former coach of the Louisville Cardinals, a man, as we know, uh, has worked very, very vigorously to let us know that he has never paid anyone more than $5. He has never done anything wrong. And the 2013 title will never be stripped. All yeah, of those you are questionable. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, <laughs> but, but the image is being made over. The image has been completely made over again. We, we we've kind of already touched on this that that Rick Pitino, uh, you know, when the day he was fired, I think everyone said, "What a scumbag!" And now, as we sit here today, I think everyone's in kind of agreement. Like, we need this man back in college. Back. We need this man around. Some would say he got a raw deal. <laughs> Some would say that. We need this man back around college, college, you know, young men to mold the mold the next generation. I think he is the moral compass at this mm-hmm. point. We've we have now learned mm-hmm. by way of press conferences and tours and 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 just him talking and no one really listening to him. That's so great, great makeover there. Uh, another makeover that needs to be that that has been nominated is Mike Dunleavy Senior, head coach at Tulane. The Green uh, Wave has now he has shaved his head. He is wearing the pinstripe suits. He looks like a like a comic book villain, kind of. Mm-hmm. It suits him well, like being down there in New Orleans with that look. He uh, looks like the Green Goblin's granddad. A lot of people forgot he existed. He used to have like the slick back hair with those like he had he had six the hairs, days. six hairs on his head. Mm-hmm. Would slick it back. Mm-hmm. Looked a little uh, a little tough. Uh, he's kind of just remade himself. He, he he's flying under the radar. No one even knows he really exists, but the people do know he exists. He's like, damn, a coach with NBA experience in New Orleans, looking like that. I like that. I dig that brand. With a little so. bit of basketball history down there with Tulane. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Mm. Image makeover. Way to go, Mike Dunley. And the last one, the final nominee for image makeover of the year, Villanova's own Jay Wright. Jay Wright, who was the biggest choker in college basketball, was uh, couldn't he, get past the second round. Could never do it, and is is now a genius. He he invented small ball. He invented the concept of th- shooting threes. Um, just an unbelievable turnaround these last three or four years of Jay Wright capped off by his second title in three years. Those are your nominees, Tate. And the Duffy goes too. This envelope's stuck. Hang on. Hang on. God damn. La La Land. There it is. Tom Crean. Mm. Had to be. Always had to be. Tom Crean is back. He's back in the saddle, Tate. Going to coach at Georgia. We're, we're excited about this. I thought he was going to UConn. He ended up at Georgia. Uh, again, just an unbelievable turnaround. I think people feel guilty at this point making jokes about Tom Crean, and I, I can't believe that we've arrived at this point given that he, I almost would feel guilty not making jokes about him. There would almost be a time where it's like, oh, it's been three days without making a joke about Tom Crean. I need to make a joke. Now, like, I don't know if I'll ever make a joke about the man again. So, Congratulations, Coach Mayor. Green. I think uh, he got a great job with Georgia, and now he can sort of fly under the radar. And uh, he's going to become best friends with Coach Cal because every Georgia coach, as we saw with Fox, just is best friends with Coach Cal. Moving on to the uh, the category that I find, th- I'm the most excited for this. This is going to by far the most competitive category we have. It is the excellence in journalism, Duffy. The uh, Just the best work the, overall. There are a lot of journalists out there, a lot of guys covering the sport. Tate and I aren't the only ones. Um, and let's just get to it, Tate. We we start with with some might say the favorite, but uh, this is the first nominee, Mark Schlebach covering the Arizona covering the Sean Miller wiretap, um, breaking breaking the, the story the story on of the college bottom basketball. Line, Sean Miller is on a wiretap saying that he has reached out to DeAndre Ayton specifically named DeAndre Ayton in order to pay him. $100,000 for his services to come play basketball at the University of Arizona. That is what is reported. That is what is discussed. That is what is put out there to the world. Unbelievable, unbelievable job there getting the scoop on that one. Congratulations to Schlebach for, for the nomination. We also have the next nominee, Jeff Goodman of ESPN. He goes to Lithuania to trace down 
LeVar Ball. Balls. Yeah, he, he he found his balls in Lithuania. He did. It was a little chilly out there. He figured it out. Uh, he chases down LeVar. LeVar has, br- has brought him into the circus of the, the LeVar Ball family. He gets him on the Facebook show. He, he has him, you know, interviewing him over there abroad, has, has him meeting all the coaches. LeVar Ball actually coaches a game in Lithuania mm-hmm. somehow. Uh, it was a ball showcase. And uh, yeah, Jeff Goodman for going all the way to Lithuania for this. In, in the middle of you. the college basketball season, taking like a week and a half to go to Lithuania to report on over Christmas. Yeah, over Christmas. Congratulations. Great journalism there from Jeff Goodman. Uh, we also have Doug Gottlieb writing his personal account of the time he stole credit cards. Um, putting The that, story we all needed. Putting that on The Athletic, uh, using said credit cards to drop the paywall on The Athletic so everybody could read it. It was the story we've all wanted. We've wanted this story forever. We were like, hey, Doug, why would you do such a thing? As it turns out, um, listen, I, I if, if you don't want to be spoiled, just stop the podcast now. Go read it. Uh, for the rest of you, the conclusion is, why did he do it? The answer is, he was young and he wanted more money and he just stole the credit cards because they were laying there and that was it. Oh, that was the story. And okay. He, but he's sorry. I thought that... And now he's sorry. We knew that, right? But but, but, he's, but now he's sorry. Oh. I don't think people knew that. So oh, he's sorry, sorry. now. So, sorry. Uh, Doug Gottlieb is nominated. Next up, the next nominee is Doug Doty. And that name may not ring a bell, but he is the famous reporter that asked Ty Jerome after the UMBC loss... If he did, in fact, know that this was the first time a 16 seed would lose to a one seed, and Ty Jerome said, of course I know, please shut up. <laughs> a beautiful moment in journalism. Ty Great Jerome question. fighting back tears. Like, yes. yes, thank you. For a man who obviously knows he just moment. will be remembered forever in history. Great, great journalism there. Uh, the next nominee is our... our Big Cat and PFT commenter from Pardon My Take going to the Rick Pitino press conference in New York City, asking him... Um, about the time, if, if he could think of any instances and in when he shot himself in the foot and also asking him if he felt like his firing was uh, premature. So uh, just great, great capital J journalist over That's there. That's hard hitting stuff, That's, folks. It was great. Uh, Rick Rick had no idea what was happening. It was, was answering it The best seriously. was that Rick was trying, he had this one moment where he kind of caught it. Where he was like, did you shoot yourself in the foot? And Rick Pitino stopped him as if he was going to get irritable. And then he was like, no, this guy's just using a canned phrase. And they said, could you repeat the question? Yeah. And then it was repeated by PFT again. Did yeah, you shoot yourself? PFT. <laughs> Did the you balls shoot on yourself? PFT. Like, like, I would ask the first time. Down. I would yeah. ask the first time. And then when, when Rick's like, can you say that again? I'd be like, oh, sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. It won't happen again. But that's why I didn't well. get mad. Because if he had changed the question, then Rick Pitino would have known. But right. he kept it straight. And then Rick Pitino was like, this guy is just dumb and doesn't know what he means by this. So congratulations. Beautiful work. Congratulations on the nomination to the part of my take, guys. Dan Dockage on Louisville and Miles Bridges throughout the season. Uh, he he. So Dan Dockage, if, if you don't remember, <laughs> Dan Dockage so good. was the one who broke the news that Louisville's banner was coming down, yes. but he broke it like three months before it happened. Uh-huh. And he said, I have a friend who knows a source who also has a friend source inside the room who said maybe it might happen. And then when Louisville fans challenged him on it, he was like, listen, I'm not saying it's happening. I'm just saying, I'm just telling you what I'm hearing. Back down. And then when it happened, he was like, I told you. He said, you're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Get your scoops from Dan Dockage. Great always. reported. And also, he said that Miles Bridges, uh, this is during a Michigan State game, basically said that he was no good at basketball. He has right? no game. He has that no game. Yes, yeah, yeah. He has yeah. no game. Uh, this is a man that has been perceived to be a top 10 pick since he decided to go play yeah. college basketball at Michigan State. And Dan Dockage gives us the nice journalistic take of the guy has no game. Uh, we also have Brendan Haywood uh, saying that the NCAA is, there. there is a, quote, tinge of slavery with the NCAA, um, just a, just a great metaphor to use there. I think uh, you, you know, like it, it, it begs the question when you can use the word tinge. Yes, 
a tinge is is a, is a slight. Just a tinge, Chase. Yeah, just like, a tinge. Like, yeah. the mo- one of the most heinous things in the history of this country. Just, just a the little history tinge. of the like, world. Think yeah. about like the worst, some of the worst things mm-hmm. that could possibly happen. Mm-hmm. Take just like a little, just a just little a skosh. Just, just a, a skosh. Just a skosh. That's what the NCAA is. So uh, great use of words there. CBS, uh, another nominee, they decided that they do want to show crying kids. Uh, this was a, the, a senior executive at CBS when asked about why they do this for college basketball coverage. Said it's a part of the platform. It's part of the programming here. We will show you these kids crying. They doubled down. They're they like, doubled yes, down. We're absolutely going to show crying kids. Uh, also nominated, Myron Medcalf of ESPN, who going into the Sweet 16, reseeded the tournament, the entire tournament, the entire tournament. Mm-hmm. He took all 16 teams left. He said, these are the best teams in order that are left. The four teams that he had at the bottom of these rankings, the four worst teams left in the tournament, then proceeded to all win. The on very, the same day. On the same day, which was also the very first day of Sweet 16 action. So excellent journalism there from Myron. The next nominee is Darren Ravel uh, for putting it out to the world and letting us all know that this is March is in fact trademarked by the your boy. Our John favorite Rothstein. robot, yeah, John, John Rothstein. Rothstein. Uh, yeah, just great, great scoop there from Ravel. Great, great scoop. We got, we got to give a shout out to that. We also are giving a shout out to... ESPN for the Trey Young stat counter. Great journalism, I think, to, to everybody. It was very well received by the masses to show, you know, six minutes into a game that Trey Young has two assists and three turnovers mm-hmm. and also has one foul and is is one for three from the field. People were, were, were going nuts for this. This was excellent work by ESPN. Um, one of the most innovative things I've ever seen. Have to throw them a nomination as well. And the final nomination is the Duffel Bag Boys ourselves. Play the clip, Evan. When I pulled up the odds, the thing that jumped out to me was Villanova at twenty-eight to one. That to me is shocking. Villanova is as good as a lot of the teams that they've had every year. They got Jalen Brunson, a point guard who is everyone's pick to like be a first-team All-American point guard. I, I love. I actually do love Jay Wright. Like he, he for the longest time, he was the coach that sucked in the tournament. But um, I had Villanova there too, uh, especially Phil Booth. A lot of people forget Phil Booth was pretty I much. Forgot Phil Booth. <laughs> Phil Booth is literally the one that won the game for them. I know Chris Jenkins hit the shot. And that's what everyone remembers. But the Villanova game itself, between Brunson and Booth, those were the two guys that were pretty much unstoppable for them. I think Booth had like 16 points in that game against Carolina uh, when they won. And he's back. He was out last year with an injury. Uh, but I don't want to say the same thing as Titus because I want to be a little differing of opinion here. So I'm going to say Virginia. And I wouldn't even know. I don't even know if that's middle tier, but they're 66 to 1. They have these two guys, Ty Jerome and Kyle Guy. They're basically two white shooting guards that are like J.J. Redick-esque. And they just score a lot of points. They're basically gunners. And uh, I don't know. Virginia, I feel like now they're not going to have any expectations this year. They may actually do well when that is the case. And the past few years when they've had everyone looking at them, they kind of choke on the big stage. So maybe Tony Bennett figures it out this year. So there it is, Tate. That was us saying on Against All Odds with Cousin Sal that we we picked Villanova to win the national championship uh, at, at the preseason. So I don't This know. was classic us covering our bases. We get Villanova, who's going to win the national title, but we also pick Virginia, who's a yeah. team that was the best regular season team. So if you're one of those people that d- don't put much stock in the tournament, you know, you care about regular season games, there's so many of those people out there. You know, everyone does that. Uh, and so we have Virginia, Villanova, both, both bases covered. This is an unbelievable category. I, I, I wish I could give it to everybody. Mm-hmm. We cannot do that. No. We can only give it Can't to all one, be We can only give it to one person. Let's see what the, the winner is. Well, you certainly can't argue with this one. Mark Schley botched. Arizona. Wow. Sean Miller wiretap. Congratulations on the Duffy Mark. Uh, Mark Schley botched has not tweeted Tate since February 25th. Where are you, Mark? Where did Mark go? Mm-hmm. Um... 
he safe to say in a lot of ways a lot of ways this is inspiring stuff this is how i want to go out like if if this is in fact the the swan song of mark schlebach what a way to go out to just like drop the biggest bombshell that we have ever seen in this but like it it might be fake i don't know but if it's true, it's the biggest it's the biggest story off the court in college basketball history probably. That a coach at a top 10 school was paying $100,000 to who's going to be a guy who's going to be the number 1 pick. It's it's unbelievable story. You drop the bombshell and then you leave. You go off on and and do God knows what. Unbelievable. My only hope is that it does come out that, that he was actually right and that we did have this wiretap and then he comes back to Twitter that same day and says out. told you so. I hope he's gone, man. He he's pulling it. Do, do you know uh, <laughs> I hope he's gone. Do you know <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, do you, do you know? Do you remember Sports by Brooks? Uh huh. Yeah. Do you really know that yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who just like disappeared? He he was covering like he was, <laughs> he was right there with like Sarah Ganim covering the uh uh. I, I don't know if he was on the ground, but like he was the covering the, the Sandusky yeah. stuff. Yeah, like yeah. that was what he was the guy who was like getting scoops and stuff. And everyone like it was, it was back in the era where like blogs were somehow credible, and people were like, "How's this guy like getting mm-hmm. all this? How does he know everything?" Mm-hmm. And then suddenly he just disappears, and no one's ever heard from him again. That is my dream. I, I, I've said this to anyone who will listen to me, Tate. When I leave this profession, I am not going to, to have a send-off. We are not going to do a farewell tour. I will just disappear, and no one will have any idea what happened to me. That is my dream, to do the Sports by Brooks, to do the Schleybotch, just just fall off Twitter, and everyone forgets about you. D.B. Cooper. So we, we if anyone has an address, if anyone has any idea how to get a hold of Schleybotch so we can send the, uh, the Excellence in Journalism Award to him. We'll just send it to Bristol. We'll see, they'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll send I'm it sure they'll time. figure it out. Congratulations, though, on winning the Duffy in the most competitive field. Our next category, Tate, mm-hmm. the press conference of the year. This is another competitive category. We, we, we should actually just play the clips so the people remember, right? Yeah, Let, the highlights. The Let's give them the highlights. Your nominees are starting first with Sean Miller dropping the microphone when he, he set a game out against Oregon. Arizona calls a press conference. They say we're gonna have shot. We're gonna address this situation with Sean Miller, the Schleybach news, all that kind of stuff. Everyone, myself included, said this is it. They're announcing he's fired. At the very best case scenario, it's like we'll finish the season and then fire him. Sean Miller says this though, knowingly violated NCAA rules while serving as head coach of this great program. I have never paid a recruiter prospect or their family or representative to come to Arizona. I never have and I never will. I never have and I never will. That is beautiful stuff. And yeah. I never have done it knowingly. Uh, the, the phrases and the words that he used, yeah. uh, it was beautiful. It was a masterclass. Done. Yeah, it was literally it was, a masterclass. It was one of the best press conferences I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Um, How a man could be so innocent while also using so many phrases of a man that is guilty uh, to keep him from getting in trouble. That was beautiful work by Sean Miller. The next nominee is the FBI and the FBI director who said, we have your playbook and here we come. Today's arrest should serve as a warning to others choosing to conduct business this way in the world of college athletics. We have your playbook. One thing about this press conference state that you have to remember is they also had the two big charts that was, they had the circle. It was a pie chart. Yeah, it was like it was like this. It was a flow chart this. of like yeah, a yeah. circle, and it was like you have the money, you give it to the players, then mm-hmm. the players go to play at the school, and then the school has the money. And like it didn't actually, we didn't need the chart at all. It is like we totally, we totally get what's happening here. But thank you for the the chart. Um, but yeah, he says we have the playbook. It started a, another bombshell. It it 
And this is before the season started. You yeah. know, I, I think a lot of people thought that the FBI case was going, was the Christian, was the Yahoo report, right? When that happened, right. that was during the middle of the season. But this is September 26. We had just moved the season up. So this was prime time. This is when everyone had their eyes on college basketball. Everyone's waiting for the season to start. And everyone thinks the whole season is going to be checkered and no one's going to watch. And it's going to be, you know, this blemish that we will remember forever. And now it's just uh, another nomination. Uh, another nominee is Thad Mata's retiring slash getting fired slash no one really knew at the time what was going on press conference. And you're still, you're saying this was, this was not this season. This serves as a good reminder, Tate, the Duffies encompass the entire calendar year. April so to April, folks. April to April. This falls into our window. Um, just a very bizarre, bizarre press conference. Play, play it for us, Evan. Again, this university, this program means so much to me. And um, his friendship means the world to me. I want what's best for, for the program. And if it's not be, me being here, I understand that. And I respect it. Um, but it, it uh, you know, it's, it's one of those deals that you've two types of coaches, you know who they are. So I just joined the other side today. So Thad Mata is basically fighting back tears. He's he's saying how much he loves the university, but he's also, we are led to believe that this is him deciding that he wanted to step down. And he's like, the guy who's firing him is sitting right next to him. And he's like, I love this man. He's a good friend of mine. And I want what's best for everybody. It was just a very bizarre situation. We like to call it a good guy move. And he does say that he has the utmost respect for the program. He would do whatever it takes to, to stick with helps, the program, to help the program. You don't see that much. He does help hire Chris Holtman and so far like I don't know what that actually entailed but uh, he was well, he, hi- it, he hired a guy that was at his uh, at a Butler, school he yeah. was before yeah I, I I don't know how much he quote unquote helped but he did like he was like I'll lend my services to this so yeah very bizarre press conference and if you didn't listen to the podcast where you discussed uh, his his ultimate ending with uh, Ohio State you go check that out because you give, you give some nice stuff to I get passionate it's, yeah. yeah it's a yeah, nice first person narrative yeah I know it's tears. good uh, and the next nominee is the UCLA players. Wow, this is great. The UCLA players coming back from China uh, after getting extradited uh, from from China <laughs> after being on uh, house arrest over there or hotel arrest, as we should say. Uh, they come back and then they are forcibly um, asked to thank our president, Donald Trump. Here's a press conference. I'm grateful for this UCLA team that stood strong beside us and made it possible for me to be sitting here in front of you all today. I respect and admire all the hard work that they put in to get us back to the United States. I'd also like to thank President Trump and the United States government. I just want to say, it's so awesome that as he is about to thank the president, he kind of like, you can just tell he starts smirking and laughing because yeah. he knows he has to, it's like this written statement to say, I have to thank the president. Um, that's just such, it's such beautiful it stuff. Was in that moment that the two, the two biggest memes <laughs> LeVar Ball of the last Trump. like decade, LeVar Ball and Donald Trump. If you believe in simulations, this is the one time where I could, I could buy into the fact that this oh, is true. Oh God, what a, what a press conference. Yeah, like these players are out there and uh, Le- is, is it Leandro LaMelo? Jello, Lonzo's Jello. brother, whoever, whoever Jello. it was, Jello. Jello. I, who cares? I get my all my balls get twisted around. And I, uh-huh. I can't yeah. remember who's who. Um, Lajello, whatever his name is, um, <laughs> he's up there doing the Patino thing too. Like if you actually go back and listen to the whole press conference, he was like, 
Uh, he said I, mean, I know I did something wrong in China, I but also I, I didn't mean to do that, and I didn't want to do he that. He goes, I am a young kid. However, <laughs> that's no excuse, but I am also a young kid. And I give... I, I, I'm, responsibility, but I am young. I'm 100, 110% sure I will never make a bad decision again the rest of my life. I will be a model citizen. And it should be said, Chris Wilkes was supposed to be out with this group. One of their best players, a man mm-hmm. that is testing the water now for UCLA, a guy from Indiana, Mr. Basketball. Uh, some would say a Reggie Miller light at UCLA this season. And, and he, he could have been involved in this. Well, no, if he was there, he could have stopped them. Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right, because he's a good he's, man. He's from that's Indiana, right. so he's you know guy. he's a good kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, our, our other, no- another nominee, we got a couple more here. The Rick Pitino press conference in New York City, aforementioned, uh, uh, talking about the part of my take, guys, asking the, the questions at the press conference. This was the press conference. Go ahead, Evan. Well, thank you for coming. If I struggle reading this, I, I have vision in one eye right now, so I, I read it with one eye. So that's the first part, Tate. We have, we the have one two clips. monster. <laughs> we have there two, he is. We have two clips we want to play this. He starts out saying, I have, I'm blind on one eye. Yes. So I can't just, use my left eye. We're just off. We're so off to automatically you feel bad for him, you know, and, and the man called it himself. So there's, it, no, there's no institution calling the press conference. Rick Pitino reaches out to the media himself <laughs> as the media mogul he is and says, I am having a press conference in New York City in an undisclosed location in a hotel lobby somewhere. Please come and please bring cameras. And you're thinking, how could it get any crazier than Rick Pitino starting by trying to garner sympathy by saying I'm temporarily blind in one eye, uh, it gets it gets weirder. Go ahead, Evan. Or you span. All the coaches who were, who served on my staff today are head coaches. We all feel the same way that the actions that took place in a very special dormitory named after my brother-in-law and my best friend here, who I lost in 9/11. The man, the man is a genius. The man is a genius. I hope it's not his last interview because we need more interviews. We we need more commentary. We need more conversations. But to invoke 9-11 in this particular situation takes really a, the presence of mind of Rick Pitino to do this. I've listened to that probably 50 times. Uh, and I, I still laugh just as hard for the, now as I did back then. And congr- all the journalists in the room that did not laugh, you guys are true journalists. That, that should be excellent it, journalism. Man. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, other nominees, Leonard Hamilton after the after the Elite Eight trying to explain his decision <laughs> to not foul Duncan Robinson when it was a four-point game with like 12 seconds to play. Uh, go ahead, Evan. But I but I don't I think I think that's what happened in that one particular situation that I have in my mind that if we if we got a stop, we still would have an opportunity to score. If we fouled them, they would be up four and we come down and we 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 still would not be able to win the game. I have no idea what that means. I don't, that, that, was, that was the takeaway. That was that was why this press conference is getting nominated is because Le, Leonard Hamilton was doing the Michael Scott like sometimes I start talking and I have no idea what I'm going to say next mm-hmm. and just drag it on and that was kind of his he was asked why didn't you foul and he just kind of did that it made no sense but he also used these like little like prepositional phrases in the same way Sean Miller did where like knowingly he was like in my mind and, yeah. you know it's like use these little things where he has little cop outs where like from what I saw from what was yeah. going on from where I was sitting it's like no Leonard everybody was watching the same thing what's going on here from my perspective we were winning <laughs> I thought I felt like we were playing better so therefore we should be winning uh-huh. and I didn't realize what the score yeah great great press conference finally the last nominee is Chris Collins Northwestern head coach when he lied about his about Derek Pardon of Northwestern needing stitches because his face was bleeding. Actually getting stitches live as he was doing yeah. the press conference. So that's why I couldn't answer the questions. To Purdue, they're a great team. It's a really tough place to play. Um, thought we played really well, you know, and when you can 
go on the road in one of the toughest environments and get outshot at the line 25 to 5 and have the ball to, to win the game. You got to feel good about how you played. So I'm, I'm really proud of my guys. Um, I got to make it quick. Derek Parton's getting stitches from Haas putting his elbow in his face. So um, I got to I got to get back there and uh, and but he only shot three free throws. So I'm open for questions. Are you kidding? I'll let you take this one, Tate. The best thing about that is, uh, you know, usually when a coach, this is the opening statement from from Chris Collins as he sit down. This is the Big Ten starting early, so you guys could have your tournament in Madison Square Garden. So this is in December when this happens. They play Purdue. Usually when coach those like the big guy, you know, hit him with the elbow. Instead, he names Haas. He says what happens to Haas. He was upset because there was another review earlier in the game from an elbow with Northwestern. So he takes this whole attack and he pulls a sympathy card of and Pardon's getting stitches right now. So the next, the follow up question is. Are you serious? Is he really getting stitches? And he doubles down and says, yes, he is getting stitches right now. And then 10 minutes later, Derek Pardon in the locker room, no stitches, taking questions like every other <laughs> single player was doing. He is asked by the same journalist who had just been told that he was getting stitches. Hey, Derek, are you getting stitches? And he goes, no, why would, why would I be getting stitches? <laughs> Amazing. Great press conference. Those are the choices. Uh, to recap, Sean Miller coming back, the FBI playbook saying we have the playbook. Thad Mata's very bizarre retirement slash actually getting fired mm-hmm. slash I'm going to help them fire yeah. me press conference. UCLA players thanking Donald Trump. <laughs> Rick Pitino calling the press conference that nobody cared about and nobody wanted, but he thought was really, really effective. Leonard Hamilton explaining why he didn't foul at the end of the Michigan game. And Chris Collins lying about his player basically dying on the court and all that kind of stuff. And the Duffy goes to tape. Rick Patino. Wow. Rick Patino with a little bit of an upset. I feel like Sean Miller. A shocker. We called Sean Miller and we said, uh, or, or we called the Sean Miller press conference. I certainly did, at least. One of the, one of the greatest press conferences I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but Patino pulls it out. Well, what do you think the Academy was thinking here? Like, why, why Patino? I will say this. Uh, the man does it again. Uh, he has become a Duffy legend right before our very eyes. He's one of the few men who can be nominated for every single category, and it completely makes sense. It actually yep. was the way we steered these categories. was like, where can Rick Pitino fall in line here? And uh, presser of the year, he has earned it. Uh, congratulations to all the people in New York City who went and saw this live in person. I hope his left eye is better. Um, but until then, <laughs> we'll enjoy the Congra- ride. Until then, you have you have this Duffy to hold on to. Congratulations, Rick. You are a Duffy winner for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. This is one title they will not take away from no. you. I promise you. We will you, never strip this no matter, away from you. No matter what you do in your life, you will never lose your Duffy. Uh, moving on, one more category here before we we, we take a little bit of a break. Um, the Coach K Disciple of the Year. Uh, we can go through this one quickly. We have Chris Collins, aforementioned. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked about him in the, in the last category. Northwestern was preseason ranked number 19. They go 15 and 17, 10th in the Big Ten. After a whole summer of the Cats are back with Chris yep. Collins feature stories in Chicago, yes. We have Steve Wojciechowski, 21 and 14 at Marquette this year, finished sixth in the Big East. Wojciechowski. What did I say? Wojciechowski. Isn't that what I said? No, I like Wojciechowski. Wojciechowski. What did I say? Wojciechowski. What's the right way? <laughs> Wojciechowski. Did I not say Wojciechowski? The best thing that Woj has going Dude. for him is that he goes by Woj, so he's trying to do the K thing where like no one knows how to say his right. name properly. That's the only reason I brought it Wojcikowski. up. Wojcikowski. Does that know? I don't no, know. you're right. You're right. Wojcikowski. I don't know. Coming from the guy who like, you mispronounced every <laughs> everything. Yante Mateen. The only names you know are the Duke guys. Like you could say Krzyzewski and Wojcikowski. I know all the Carolina easily. guys too, but we just don't talk about them on this program. Uh, he, he had a fun offense at Marquette. Turns out you got to play defense at Marquette. So he finishes sixth in, in the Big East. Uh, Johnny Dawkins goes 19 and 13. 
Did not have Taco, Taco Fall at Central Florida. Bobby Hurley starts 12 0, ascends to number three in the AP poll. On the Christmas. last undefeated team in all of college basketball. They go on to finish 20 and 12. <laughs> they go eight <laughs> and, and 12. play in the play in game they and go, lose to Syracuse. Finish eighth of the Pac 12. They finish eight and 12 with their final 20. And then finally, Tommy Amaker, 18 and 14, won the regular season Ivy League at, at Harvard. Those are your candidates. Those are your nominees, Tate. We, we did head coaches only. For those wondering why we're not doing Capel, why we're not doing, doing John Shire. John, John Shire. Shire was a sneaky one this year. The Duffy goes to Tommy Amaker. Wow. Only conference champion mm. of the group. Mm. Congratulations, Tommy. Bobby Hurley not only let the let the, the great season slip away, he let the Duffy slip away. This was his to lose. I thought he was going to get it still. I to put he it in on. terms of the 2018 season, 2017, 2018 season, it was basically like Bobby Hurley was the Trey Young of the Duke Disciple yes. race. It seemed like he was going to be coronated. Everyone was going to say Bobby Hurley should be the next Duke head coach. He was going to be the number one guy. He sort of falls apart. And who's there? Mr. Constant, Tommy Amaker. And I would say he wins this because of the way he got covered. Uh, it was brought up that Tommy Amaker was such an important part of Coach K's success at Duke because he was the first one. People forget he was a man that wanted to go to Maryland. He wanted to play for Lefty Drizel. A, a mm-hmm. guard by the name of Keith Gatlin came into play, and Lefty Drizel got a little enamored by him, ended up bringing him to Maryland. Tommy Amaker decides he's going to go to Duke. He's going to set the tone for this 1983 class. They needed a point guard. Jay Billis is in this class. So you're saying, David Henderson's in this class, and, and he saved Duke basketball. Are you saying that the, the academy might have given the Coach K disciple a lifetime achievement disciple yes. award? Yes. Yes, okay. that's what this was. But I mean, if you look at the stats, Tommy was the only one who won a, a regular se- a, a conference title. You know, he 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 actually won a trophy this year, which no one else did in, on, on their list here. So congratulations. You won another one. You won a Duffy. Congratulations. And to Tommy he's also Amaker. a part of the narrative because Wendell Carter, that was the number one thing they said that he was down to Harvard and Duke, right? Those were the two schools. So Duke's trying to use Harvard to make sure that everyone remembers yep. that they are an Ivy League program. Pretty good, Tommy. Good work. And now on a more somber note, Tate, uh, we, we do need to pivot. Um, and to those that we lost this season, this is the the sad, I, it depends on how you look at it. It is very, it is a sad, a sad thing that we are going to do, but it is also a celebration of life, of what, what these people, what these things gave us this season. Um, but this is the in memoriam of the, the 2018 Duffies. And I just, I just think it, it, it would be good for us to pause and reflect on, on those that we lost along the way. <laughs> Trey Young The Pac-12 The Ukraine Maker DeAndre Hunter's Wrist Coach K's Defense Duke's Bad Guy Thad Mata Rick Patino. Rick Patino interviews the 2013 National Championship. Tom Izzo's legacy as a March Wizard. Ed Cooley's pants. Grayson Allen. JP Makura's sleeves. Wisconsin's NCAA tournament streak. Chuck person book richardson tony bland lamont evans isaac haas's elbow darius Baisley's commitment to syracuse billy preston tom urich or is it jurich mark hollis 
Connor Frankamp's hairline. Lonzo Ball's middle brother. Those two other guys at UCLA that got, also got kicked off the team, but nobody cares about because they're not one of the Ball brothers. Red Panda's unicycle. Hamadou Diallo's draft stock. Kyle Guy's man bun. ESPN's journalistic credibility. Excitement for Northwestern basketball. The podcast formerly known as T-Dub. Kevin Kevin Stallings. Today's presentation of the Duffies is brought to you by the hit Showtime series Billions, starring Emmy Award winners Damian Lewis and Paul Giamatti, the fierce rivalry between Ultimate Bad Guy and hedge fund CEO Bobby Axelrod, and U.S. Attorney Chuck Rhodes is more cutthroat than ever. Forget their money, reputations, and even their families. They will cross every line to take each other down. This is Duke-UNC-level hate, or Carolina-Duke-level hate, if uh, you want to flip it the other way. As the stakes rise, who can they trust? How far will they go to save themselves? Don't miss the awesome new season of Billions premiering Sunday, March 25th at 10, 9 central, only on Showtime. Our listeners can get extended 30-day free trial of Showtime to catch up on the first two seasons of Billions. Just enter the code SHINING at GetShowtime.com. The offer expires April 15th. Hey, Tate, I was thinking about this as you were reading that ad. Yeah. How often do you think about your socks? Uh, not too much. Yeah, if you're, if you're like I used to be. That's the correct answer. Not much. But I recently discovered socks that changed the way I'll think about socks forever. They are called Bombas. I'm wearing them right now. They are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. I just today, Bombas dropped a bag the other day, sent out some free socks to us. Um, I am wearing them for the first time in my life today. I can confirm they are the most comfortable socks I have ever worn. Um, they are made from premium cotton. Bombas always stay warm in the winter and cool in the summer. And every pair comes with built-in blister tab, innovative arch support, stay-up technology. Love that stay-up technology. And a seamless toe. With many colors, patterns, lengths, and styles, Bombas look great in the gym, at the office, and out on the town, or even at the Duffies. Bombas are what feet daydream about. And for every Bombas purchase you make, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. They've already donated over 7 million pairs of socks. They can donate more. The more you buy, the more they donate. Keep cool, keep comfortable, and keep contributing with the best socks in the history of feet. Bombas. Buy your new socks at bombas.com slash shining today and get 20% off of your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash shining for 20% off. Bombas.com slash shining. Back to the Duffies. All right, Tay, we're back. The Duffies are not over yet. We have four more categories to go. We have good guy. We have bad guy. We have coach of the year. We have player of the year. Sorry, Kyle Guy. No Kyle Guy. We, yeah, he, Kyle he, Guy if, was in memoriam. If you lose to a 16 seed, you lose your category. Kyle Guy, we, we gave his, his man bun a shout out in the mm-hmm. in memoriam. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, we, we told, we've, yeah, so un, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. You lose uh, to a Jaris 16. Lyles wins this battle. I will not give a Duffy to, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, moving on. Good guy. The nominees are Tubby Smith, who was the coach at Memphis and then got basically pushed out of Memphis because... <laughs> like Penny said, it's a hard way to stay yeah. at Memphis. And he took his job. He basically decided to uh, form a mutiny and a coup amongst all of the recruits in Memphis and said that you are not going to play at Memphis unless I am the head coach. Tubby Smith was not able to handle this and he was fired. One of the, one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Everybody from the outside of Memphis is like, this kind of seems like bullshit. <laughs> and everyone in Memphis is like, you don't get it. You're not from here. Penny <laughs> is going to save us. Uh-huh. Tubby's got to go. And it's uh-huh. like, but you just kind of like 
formed a coup there. Is that is that how you want your next coach to take over? Is that they're like, yes, yes, yes it is. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly what we want. Uh so Tubby, very good guy, handled it graciously, mm-hmm. tweeted something like, Yeah, thank you to Memphis. And, and as you pointed yeah. out, got another job at High Point. So yep. congratulations yep. to High Point it, University. This you is did the it. high point of his life. Oh, of course. Uh and the next nominee is George's own Mark Fox, a man that has somehow stayed at Georgia basketball for for longer we than you thought he was a imagine. cockroach. We yes. thought no matter what hat, what hit uh-huh. what hit Georgia, he would, he would just still be there. Uh-huh. He just because it was just like the perfect level of like he was good enough to just you know people would forget about him and just kind of yeah. Georgia know. had a strange love for him, you know, and they, we thought he could survive anything. And uh, this year he finally goes he, the good guy. He was good enough and but not bad enough. He was just right. He was mediocre enough to not draw attention to himself for mm-hmm. so long. But then finally, someone someone looked up and was like. Wait, what? George Mark Fox is still coaching us, and he he got fired, but he handled it graciously again with the tweets, with the thank you for my time at Georgia. Yeah, everyone yeah. did the fantastic work, yep. Mister Fox. That's what everyone did. Uh, the next nominee is Kevin Ollie. Yes, UConn national title, great man, coach, great man. Twenty fourteen. Uh, a lot of lot of NBA guys coming out of the woodwork when when this happened, when he was let go, uh, saying I I know Kevin Ollie personally, and he is a great man. And, and why is he not the head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder? Yep. Let's give him the job now. Um, we'll see if that happens. Uh, also nominated Tony Bennett, who won the AP Coach of the Year. So if you're asking yourself, how did he end up on the good guy? Well, I don't know if you paid attention to the NCAA tournament. I, I don't know if you're aware of this, Tony Bennett, but no 16 seed has ever, <laughs> has ever beat a one seed. I am aware. Year. Excuse me, Ty Jerome. Just Ty Jerome, I am aware. <laughs> I am very aware. Uh, we should say Ryan Odom, the coach that did beat him in that uh, monumental upset, 16 over one. His first quote when he was asked on radio, he was doing David Glenn radio show in North uh-huh. Carolina. They said, what do you have to say about Tony Bennett? He said, I didn't get to talk to him long, but he is such a good guy. Very good guy. Every, Tony that's Bennett all you need to hear. Handles, handles losing with class and, and grace and dignity and like other words that all mean the same thing, but like mm-hmm. sound nice. Mm-hmm. That's Tony Bennett. Uh, also, Chris Collins nominated uh, for, for the reasons we mentioned earlier. Northwestern came into the season. It was it was a big big season for Northwestern basketball. This man was going momentum. to save Chicago basketball. Yep. He was going to see. He was supposed to be Loyola. He was supposed to have the Loyola season this year, and eh, he did not. He did not have the Loyola season, but he handled it well. He's going to throw out a first pitch at a Cubs game. That is a guarantee. He will do that this summer. Doug Collins will be there. They love Chicago. He's a very good guy. Does a lot of great things for the Somehow community. Somehow they'll reference it back to like the early Chicago Bulls days. You know, like as if they they have Michael Jordan waiting in the yeah. winds. Uh, also nominated Andy Kennedy, Ole Miss's old coach, greatest coach in the history of Ole Miss basketball, all-time winningest coach, all-time not, winningest not a joke, coach. Folks. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that's that's, that's save true. that for your trivia. Uh, let go again. Handled it very graciously. Handled it, you know. I I care about my players, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Very very good guy. A lot of people were sad. To, he anytime you get the uh, it's time treatment, that's yes. how you know he's a good guy. I was like, listen, we love you, but it's time. It's just time for a change. And that happened to Andy Kennedy. An- another nominee. Rick Pitino, uh, head coach, former head coach of the Louisville Cardinals, gets gets ousted with calls. Uh, he had yep. no idea that this was coming. He finds out, um, you know, via report and the, the board of trustees that this is not the board of trustees that he knew. This was no. not the Louisville that he knew. No. The Louisville that he knows would never have done this to him. Um, so he is blindsided by this. Get this. Get yeah. this. His assistant coach is the one who hires the hookers. Mm-hmm. Patino has nothing to do with any of this. No he, idea. he has no idea what's going no. on. It's an assistant coach goes rogue, hires hookers. They then go on to win a national championship. The banner comes down. We all know the story. It's stripped, yes. So Rick has every reason to go out there and say, like, I didn't know anything. I didn't know, you know, it's certainly not my fault, anything like that. What does he do instead? He says, I take full responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that is why he's a good guy, because he did not need to do that. 
even when the banner comes down, he's like, I feel bad for the kids. Uh, he never, at, at no point in any of this, has Rick made it about himself. No. And that is that is what makes him a good guy nominee for the Duffy of the Year. And the final nominee, another good guy, as we know. Yeah, Thad Mata, we have to put him on here. Uh, you're getting fired. You're telling the guy that's firing you. You, you, you're his best friend or you're a good friend of his and, and you wish him well, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, just that whole, just for the whole press conference, the whole, the whole way it went out, the whole supporting of the new coach. Like, that's not how we want to see it happen. Like, like Toby Smith is a good guy, but he's not going to, he's not supporting. He's not going to say congratulations, yeah. Penny. Here's yeah, my he's job. not going to like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's not going to hand him the throne and kind of usher in the, he's not going to help the coup out, you know, but Thad <laughs> Mata did that. Very good guy move. Those are your nominees. Toby Smith, Mark Fox, Kevin Ollie, Tony Bennett, Chris Collins, Andy Kennedy, Rick Pitino and Thad Mata. And the good guy of the year, Duffy, goes to. Did he do it again, Rick Pitino? He did not. Tony Bennett with the win. One game, Tate. Wow. wow. It takes one game to erase an entire season. Who knew? Welcome to the NCAA tournament. That's how it and works. Welcome, welcome to the world of being a fan of college basketball. This is the business you chose, Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It might not be fair, but you are the good guy of the year. I, I Again, I don't know if you're aware of this. No 16 seed has ever beaten a one seed. And unfortunately, no one will remember that you won the ACC by four games. But it we will. Completely destroyed the ACC. Yes, we will. Completely And won the ACC tournament. We promise, Tony. Even though you're a good guy of the year, we promise to remember. On to the category that everyone is most excited about. Mm-hmm. The bad guy of the year. A lot of options. Uh, there are only... How many nominees do we have? Six, a lot of good directors. Six, seven say. nominees. Yeah. The nominees are... Rick Pitino. It's not... <laughs> We'll just leave it at that. I think we've made... We, If you don't know by now, he has every reason to be in this category. The man has earned it. Rick oh, Pitino. He has, he, has, he has a few reasons to be... To <laughs> Not be only is he who, bad guy of the year, he should be brag guy of the year because the man bragged about dropping the bag and said it was the easiest and recruitment also, of all time. And also, with Rick Pitino, we don't know what, what kind of bag we're talking about here, but <laughs> he, he fits, the, he fits the, the bill of bad guy for various reasons. Uh, Sean Miller, mm. also bad guy of the year. Um, depending on if the report was true or not, but, yeah. but we we like to assume the worst because it's more fun. So, uh, bad guy of the year, Sean Miller. We assume the best as far as storyline, you know. Yeah. And, and like we said, as we say on this podcast, it's not personal; it's the narrative. We're not we're we not sh- saying anything personal. It's about the narrative. We cheer for content above all else, <laughs> of course. Um, also nominated Bryce Drew. <laughs> wow, who is landing very under the radar pick here? Very it's under the radar pick. Very very well. I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. For those who I again, I pay no attention to recruiting, but I do pay attention to bag Robbie dropping. Langford. Stop it, Tate. Uh, Bryce Drew is compiling the one of the, the single-handedly greatest class in Vanderbilt history. One of the best classes in college Simi basketball shitu. at Vanderbilt. What would you call me? <laughs> a semi shit too. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Bryce Drew is is dropping bags left and right, and he's about to drop a very hefty one and get Romeo Langford to commit late. But uh, even without that, he's putting together one hell of a recruiting class. He he deserves a nomination. Congratulations to the Drew family. The next nominee, Jeff Capel, the new head coach of. Pittsburgh, a man that has Ooh. been right by Kay's side uh, since he left Oklahoma uh, after he decided he wanted to step down and take some time to learn from his master, his uh, his favorite coach of all time. He wanted to get away from you know being a head coach to learn uh, from Coach K. Jeff Cable comes in, brings in not one, not two, but three of the top players in the 2018 class, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, and Zion Williamson. Uh, great work by Jeff Capel. And then not only does he do that, but then he takes the head coaching job at Pittsburgh, and now he is in the ACC as a head coach. And, uh, you know, he's, who knows he, what he's going to do. He's going to overshoot it and win, like, 31 games next year. Yeah, they, like, whoa, 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 whoa. How did this happen yet? And they're all coming back. All the Pittsburgh players are coming yeah. back. Not only, yeah, that's that's might be the most impressive bag that he dropped was getting all those guys back um, who said they wanted to transfer. Uh, Lorenzo Romar, mm-hmm. our, our good buddy, 
Uh, we know what you're thinking. You're thinking Arizona. Well, you know, you've already done this. This is a redundant. You have Sean Miller. No. It's he's about coming home. Yes. He's coming home. Yes. Tell the West Coast, the 12 people on the West Coast that care about college basketball that he's coming yes. home to Pepperdine to drop bags. There's actually uh, four of those people in Malibu. Yeah. Bill Simmons is one of them. <laughs> Very excited about that. Lorenzo Romar. Uh, maybe, maybe as I'm looking at it, maybe that's a preemptive nominee. Like maybe we should have saved him for next year's Duffy, but uh, we'll, 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 we'll say it anyway. He deserved it. He deserves it anyway. Also, uh, Steve Offord is nominated for the aforementioned, uh, Sharif mostly the Sharif O'Neal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, just in general, just in general, just, uh, the Steve Offord ways. And the, the greatest thing that he actually did as a bad guy was actually getting rid of a bag, uh, which was the Ball family. So it, it's kind of like flipped over since yeah. Lonzo. So he has Lonzo there. Then he has to take on the other two guys. Uh, somehow he's weaseled his way out of this, which was genius. Smart play. It's what a bad guy does. When when a bag doesn't deliver, you have to get outside the bag. Uh, finally, our final nominee is Phil Knight, who you might remember dropped the bag for all the Nike schools to come mm-hmm. play in the PK-80. Gave them all sorts of swag, all sorts of new uniforms and shoes and 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 put on the greatest early Flew season them all up to Portland put on the greatest early season event we've ever seen in college yes. basketball where all the Nike schools except a handful who decided to sit out like Kentucky uh decided not to go uh but it, absolutely insane event everyone's celebrating his 80th birthday in in November even though the birthday is actually it's February 24th actually is in February but but we heard about that like when his birthday rolled around like all the all the all the people were everyone like, reached back out and made sure to wish him a happy uh, oh. oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. We never heard about that again. So, yeah, great, great bag drop from Phil Knight that he's given. He's given out all this stuff through out of the goodness of his heart. You think mm-hmm. Phil Knight's in it for the money? Mm-hmm. No, certainly no. not. No, he's given all these these universities gear, letting them use his Nike logo out of the goodness of his heart. And when his real birthday rolls around, does he even get a thank you? Does he even get a happy birthday? The answer is no. All he got was a shirt that said Phil instead of Nike with a Nike check beneath it. That's it. That's strange. Those are the nominees. Rick Pitino, Sean Miller, Bryce Drew, Jeff Capel, Lorenzo Romar, Steve Offord. We know who this is, folks. If you don't know. So you're calling your shot? Who are you saying? I'm not even going to say it. No, say it. You know who it is. You know who it is. And the Duffy goes to Jeff Capel. Yes. Is that who you thought? Yeah, of course. What a move by Jeff Capel to go to Pittsburgh. What a move to get the top three guys. What a move to have K eating off his plate of like, we can just run zone. It doesn't matter. These guys don't need to play defense. You know, we have the best players. We have the most talent. We're going to win with the most talent. And look where he is now do you think, at a new job. Do you think Capel was like the devil on K's shoulder? Yeah. And who, who would have been the angel on the Josh shoulder? Oh, Josh Shire. Josh Josh Shire's like, course. coach, what about man to man? And Capel's like, we don't need man to man. Yeah, it's like, we don't need to slap the floor anymore. <laughs> they look did, at these alley no, Hold on, they did they slap did. the floor. They, they can't help themselves. They but did that, slap the floor. But that was like up. a nostalgia play. That wasn't because they wanted to slap the floor. You you have to be lost in yourself to slap the floor. John Shire, did, he's that kind of guy. As an aside, what do we think about Nolan Smith? I, I feel like he fits the Shire mold as well. Like he would be like a, like a, just a, an angel type, like, this is the brand of Duke basketball. If I'm Nolan Smith, I'm a little upset because, you know, I come in, I take Greg Paulus' starting job. I lead a team to a national title. I should be number one in command. You know, I should be the guy. I'm the point guard. Coach K should rely on me. But instead, John Shire, a man that was right by his side, is now the associate to the head coach. There it is. Jeff Capel, bad guy of the year. Uh, not much of a surprise. We we did have, this was an instance of the movie, of the film, the best picture and the best director were the same, but that doesn't necessarily, it's not going to happen next year at the Duffy's necessarily. But it, it's the same way. You know, you talked about a director's, the work that Jeff Capel did to be bad guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? To go was, get these three guys, to go to Canada and get R.J. Barrett, you know, to to go down to Spartanburg, South Carolina, and to ensure that Zion Williamson says he wants to join the brotherhood. To get the hell out of town before all the shit hit the fan. Exactly. That's a, that's a veteran this bad man guy. Is a he genius. knows exactly what he's doing. Jeff Capel 
Well, congratulations on the Duffy, Jeff. Uh, Coach of the year, our penultimate. Is that a word? That's the word, right? Yeah. Next to last. Yes. Yeah, look at that. My God. I'm a writer. (laughs) The penultimate award here at Mm. the Duffy, the 2018 Duffy Awards. Our coach of the year. Uh, this is this is a legitimate award. We are a legitimate organization. Um, the AP has named their coach of the year. The basketball writers have named their coach of the year. All of them have picked Tony Bennett, I believe. Do you have a know. vote? I don't really. I did once, and then what um, a snub! I hate and that. Then I got it taken away. Give this man his vote back. I don't. He's want writing all year. You're wrote, you're writing all year, man. I know. It's, Come on, it's all right. Uh, coach of the year. The nominees are Tony Bennett. The yep. University of Virginia, a man that wins the ACC regular season, a man that wins the ACC tournament. Uniquely qualified to win Coach of the Year and Good Guy of the Year. He's already got Coach or Good Guy of the Year under his belt. Mm. A lot of people are wondering. Two-time it, Duffy winner. Could it be? Like, what a paradox that would be to be a two-time Duffy winner for, like, polar opposite awards. That would be wild. Uh, another nominee, Jay Wright, you may have seen. Uh, he won the national championship. That's that's pretty good. He's won his second national championship in three years. He has revolutionized college basketball. He's the head of the best program in college basketball, not only of the last five years, but like some are calling it the best five-year stretch we've seen and since the wooden days, you know? And some people who say that are idiotic. Let's hope that they don't ever say <laughs> I, that again. You like how I do that where it's like, you just throw, you just throw some people in front of a, a comment and yes. it's like... I, some people are saying... If, if it's a shitty comment, it's like, it wasn't me that said it, but if it's a good comment, it's like, I totally said that, you know? So, some people hard. are also saying that our next nominee uh, got nominated because we reached out to him personally and talked to him and uh, we can be bought with our vote. And I would say to those some people, you are absolutely correct. correct. Head coach Eric Musselman of the Nevada... Uh, or Nevada, depending on what you'd say. Some say Nevada, some some, some say Nevada. Uh, he takes the hoops team all the way down to the Sweet 16. Has these amazing takes his shirt off, takes drops shirt four f bombs on live television. Yes, a man has the family flexing behind him. Has his daughter Mariah end up becoming a meme, a star? You know, going up how against is, Sister Jean. How is Muscleman like five four, and so is Mick Cronin, and like? Musselman doesn't have the short, from what I can tell. I mean, but he doesn't have like the short. Doesn't the, have a complex. He doesn't have the Napoleon no. complex. He's just celebrating. It's unbelievable. You wouldn't realize that Musselman's like however tall he is until you see him next to the players, or, or he goes to shake Mick Cronin's hand and they just look eye to eye, and you're like, oh, wait a second. But that's that's uh, that just shows how you know how good of a guy he is. Yeah, just, and congratulations, to Eric Musselman. Up uh, uh, like Tony Bennett, Jay Wright, Eric Musselman. It feels right. Those are all three mm-hmm. Coach of the Year candidates. Well, no, hold on. There is one more take. Oh, really? Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Rick Pitino also <laughs> nominated uh, because I don't know if you're aware of this. Yes. Louisville did not make the NCAA tournament. No. Twenty-two wins didn't make the tournament. Some people were saying <laughs> that if Rick Pitino was still on the bench and Brian Bowen was there, this was a national champion team. This and, would have and, been and enough. That's to, no indictment on Dave Paget. Of no, course, no, 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 no one's saying anything whoa, bad whoa, about whoa, Dave Paget. Whoa, no. whoa, whoa, whoa! But Dave if Padgett. Rick Pitino was coaching this team, there's no way they don't make the Final Four. <laughs> and you can lock it in. You can <laughs> sharpie that. So this is a this is a case of um th- this to me felt like the uh, the year where like Peyton Manning got hurt mm-hmm. for the Colts and was out mm-hmm. all year and the Colts became or Tom terrible. Brady when Tom Brady got well hurt. when yeah. Tom Brady was hurt the Patriots are actually good oh, system wow. quarterback I don't wow. know uh, when Peyton Manning's hurt and the Colts suck and everyone's like mm-hmm. everyone I I said I was like you should get Peyton Manning the MVP I mean he's proven how valuable the guy is when he's not out there they suck that's why Rick Pitino might be our coach of the year he is nominated because. His absence proves how valuable he is, how great of a coach he actually is. Louisville would have won the national championship. It made our heart grow fonder for him. But there can only be one. Mm-hmm. And the coach of the year, Duffy, goes to... Jay Wright, national champion. Right logic, right pick. Congratulations, Jay Wright. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's almost anticlimactic. Do you, think, do you think Villanova was the best team all year? Yes. Do you, th- do you think they were better in Virginia? Yes. 
before the NCAA tournament. Yes, you're just gonna say that. Absolutely. Yes. I don't like this. Uh, I don't like this retroactive thing. I'm not. I'm, do I'm that, not yeah. even saying it's retroactive. I just think it was right in front of our nose, and we didn't want to convince ourselves that it was possible. Okay. We, didn't, we didn't think. No, I'll give you. I'll give you that. that it, that's what it was. It, we we tried every single way to say, well, this team will slip up in some way. There's no way they could win two and I'm three not, years. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say Virginia was the best team all year, but then I'm going to throw the caveat because Villanova had like their injury problems and stuff. Like oh, if we just saw like yeah, the full and Pascal was yeah, out for. Yeah. For at least one game. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just funny how, like, Virginia was obviously the best team all year, but then now Villanova was an national stream. like, Villanova was the best, you know. I don't know. I'm saying that but, as someone who is an ACC homer. But yeah, after Jairus Lyles, I can't say it anymore. I think Villanova is the best team at the end of the year. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair fair statement. One more Duffy to give out. Should the we go to commercial? Duffy. No, or just go, just plug through it? Yeah, we'll just go. We'll, we'll okay. just, just, we're losing on. Oh, we're losing the audience. Okay, we'll just, we'll do just it. go through it. We'll yeah, just, yeah, just, we'll just wrap just it up. Yeah, just yeah, we'll just, just get it. to the you end. Okay, the just uh, it's the player of the year, Tate, the national player of the year, the the one shiny podcast national player of the year, one of the most probably the most prestigious award that any single player can win in college basketball. Do you have anything else you wanted to say to hype this up, or should we just get to the nominees? I'm just saying it's one shining player of the year. Ooh, That's I the like P. Yeah. Our Player of the Year nominees are Jalen Brunson. Congratulations, Jalen. Who won, who swept all of the National Player of the Year. Some are calling him the favorite in this category of the Duffies. If you listen to the podcast, though, you, you might, you might. You're already on, you're, you're kind of worried. You're a little worried because you know you're Tate like, has and I. Mark Titus come around? Is yeah. he going to be back on the Jalen Brunson? I've had a few days to think about it. Am I now coming around on Jalen Brunson to say he is the Player of the Year? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what the Academy has decided. Jalen Brunson is nominee number one. Our second nominee is not Jalen Brunson. Ooh, interessante. That's it. Those are our two nominees, Tate. Oh. And the Duffy goes too. Wow. 50-50 shot here, Jalen. Not Jalen Brunson wow. with the upset. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. Not- Devontae Kaycock. Congratulations to all Congratulations to every player yeah. in the country not named Jalen Brunson on wow. winning the One Shining Podcast, winning the first ever Duffy for Player of the Year. I, I guess you can do a parenthetical and be Players of the Year, One Shining Podcast. This is like the 1987 yeah. Iowa team all winning the mm-hmm. Maui Invitational MVP. They gave it to every single player on the team. That is a true fact. You can look that up. Not Jalen. A little bit of an upset, I would say. I mean, even even when you, you know how we feel about Jalen Brunson, how he's not the, even the best player on his own team. Um, but, you know, you know, he's swept the awards. You, you felt like he had the, the award momentum. That would, that would Especially after the Jay Wright win. You were going to say, well, Jay Wright's guy is Jalen Brunson. You right. Know? Here it is. It's all playing out. Uh, but not Jalen Brunson's a pretty good answer, I would Not Jalen Brunson's pretty good. I mean, you Covers got, the bases. You got Marvin Bagley in yeah. there. You got DeAndre Ayton and Trey Young. Like, I think not Jalen Brunson. You put them all together, that's a hell of a player. Yes. That's yes. one hell of a player. <laughs> yes. So, congratulations tell to me, not Jalen Brunson. Tell me this. Is Jalen Brunson going to stop all those guys? No. It's, he's not. What a, what a night it's been here at the Duffy Awards. The first annual, some might say inaugural. I don't know how, I don't know the correct term for that. Mm. Um, First ever, first and ever. only ever. <laughs> yes, the only one ever. Possibly never to return. Congratulations to all our winners: the Federal Bureau of Investigation, Ted Valentine, Sister Jean, Zion Williamson, Tom Crean, Mark Schlebach, Rick Pitino, Tommy Amaker, Tony Bennett, Jeff Capel, Jay Wright, and not Jalen Brunson. On all taking home Duffies tonight, it has been an incredible night. I will certainly remember this night for the rest of my life. I am ready to get out of this tuxedo, though, Tate. We have been wearing these for a week straight. Yeah, it's been rough. It is. We, we smell. We are disgusting. Uh, are there any parting shots you want to give before we wrap this up and 
and wrap up the season once and for all. Let's give out some notable snubs, some guys that did not make any of these lists. Uh, Patrick Ewing for saying, have you ever shot that shot? Yeah, One of the best lines yeah, of the college basketball season, a guy that was not nominated not for nominated any for Duffy. Anything. Maybe next year, Pat Ewing, we believe in you. What about Alabama when they played three on five oh. and their entire bench got ejected from a game against Minnesota mm-hmm. and then they kind of like started to come back. When Ingram fell I felt out. Like, yeah. I felt like they got snub on comeback of the year. Like even though they didn't win, I felt like that should have been nominated. Yeah, like, another nomination snub. that we missed out on. Roy Williams tries to tear a jacket. This is mm-hmm. a man that has thrown a jacket. This is a man that has taken off a jacket. Never has he torn a jacket. This year he tried. He failed. Uh, but shout out to him for trying. This year he also tried to make the sweet. 16 and he failed at that too. So uh, well, they won the title in 2017. Oh, yeah. People forget. Yeah, living in the past there, Tate. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another nomination is uh, basically the whole battle for Atlantis. How Purdue and and Arizona both just crapped the bed in Atlantis. And it, we should have got like Purdue playing Arizona and Villanova. Like all three of those guys were in the same tournament. Villanova cruises. We were robbed of that. I'm going to call it and say that that springboarded Villanova season. That if Villanova loses to one of those teams. They do not win the national challenge. Just because, like, if you live in a hypothetical world, you can say whatever you want and no one can challenge it. And we so. should also point out DeAndre Aiden re- returned home to Nassau to play in front of all of his friends and family. <laughs> this was his homecoming, <laughs> and he lost three straight games uh, at a hotel. Been, that should have been a comeback yeah. of the year nomination of yeah. coming back home to get your ass kicked <laughs> for DeAndre Aiden. Pretty good. Uh, Marcus Howard, Marquette, a uh, shout out to Marquette University. Uh, he has 52 points, hits 11 threes. Um, that was probably the highlight of Marquette basketball this year. Shout out to Wojo. That was a fun time for Marcus Howard. I want to shout out to uh, uh, I, I feel like he got snubbed Kata Bates Diop um, I, I felt like he had a good just objectively like one of the best years this season um, say his name what's his nickname Kata Big Dick okay uh, yeah. I, I I thought we, we had originally planned to give out a red shirt junior of the year Duffy award but then I realized Mikhail Bridges is a red shirt junior yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really ruined I was like, it Damn. Yep. Yep. <laughs> how many qualifiers could I give this thing so um Kata Bates the up was not nominated for anything and that devastated me. Um, but you you are you are gone but not forgotten, Kata. Speaking of devastation, uh Notre Dame basketball, uh that team, the Maui run that they had when they upset Wichita State, Matt Farrell, Bonzi Colson, Rex Fluger, the 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 big three oh. Um those guys, we we really believed in them. We thought that they were going to take uh, Notre Dame back to a Final Four for the first time. Had some injuries to Bonzi. Uh, Matt Farrell became our best friend down in uh, San Antonio. So Matt Farrell Matt said Farrell. this. Matt Farrell said this, Tate, about somebody. We won't say if it was somebody he played against, uh-huh. somebody he his coach, uh, a teammate, whatever. Just some somebody notable in the college basketball realm. We asked Matt Fer- Matt Farrell, who who we knew that he knew this person, and we said. How do you feel about this person? He goes, I love him. He's a great guy, but fuck him. <laughs> One of the best lines we've ever heard. He's love a great the guy, guy, but, but fuck, fuck him. him. <laughs> love the guy, but fuck him. Is the best line I've ever heard. So Matt Farrell, uh, Notre Dame, what, what, coming into the season, one of our fun teams that we were really excited about won the Maui Invitational and then just kind of disappeared. And there were so many time. super seniors that we're going to miss this year: Javon Carter, Devontae Graham. Uh, this Notre yeah. Dame team. Is what a what a season it's heart. been yeah. for one shining podcast. The Duffies. We hope you enjoyed it. We we certainly appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate everything. This concludes. The 2017-18 season here at One Shining Podcast. We are closing the chapter. Everything that happens from this moment forward is eligible for 2019 Duffy. Tate and I are going on vacation. What is the plan from here, Tate? Tell the listeners. The plan is to come back in about three weeks, and mm-hmm. we are going to have no fame, no listenership, no ad revenue, no nothing. <laughs> We got and, we got to start from zero, and, and we got to right work our way back to the top because that's what it's, it's a, about. Every single year, you know, you start from ground zero and you work your way up, uh, as Rick Bettino has told us so many times.
uh, uh, Drake said, started from the bottom. Now we're here. Cause remember how Drake dropped oh, the yeah. bag and then I became a Drake fan. Yeah, I started that's right. Now you're into him. Yeah. yeah. That one star he's like, yeah. we started down the bottom. Now we're up here. Um, let's hope we get back there. Tate and I are going on vacation. Thank you for listening. We will be back at some point. We will continue the podcast throughout the summer doing NBA draft stuff. We will do summer league stuff. We will do really whatever the hell we want to talk about, but the podcast will continue. I'm going to hang out in the wilderness. I'm going to national parks. I might just pull a sleigh box slash sports by Brooks Tate and just disappear and never come back. I don't really know. You're going to Italy. We're going on vacation. We'll come back at some point. Just, just, just subscribe. And and when we pop back up, it'll be a nice little like, Oh, they, oh, they made it. Welcome oh, back. Oh, they're back. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for everything. Thank you for the most fun college basketball season I've ever had in my entire life. Do you have anything else to say before we wrap up the Duffy stuff? Uh, ditto. Same thing. It was awesome. You just was, told, you're just, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm jumping in on that. Right. I'm, I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm doing the Jeff Cable thing where you, you have all the foundation. I just jump in and throw a little <laughs> bit and then it'll be good. That's that. Thank you guys so much. Save the crew.
one shining duffel. Uh. One shining duffel. Uh. Okay. Get the bag, America. Get the bag. Nice. Once again, today's episode of The Duffies is brought to you by the Showtime series Billions, starring Emmy Award winners Damian Lewis and Paul Giamatti. The fierce rivalry between hedge fund CEO Bobby Axelrod and U.S. attorney Chuck Rhodes is more cutthroat than ever. Forget their money, reputations, and even their families. They will cross every single line imaginable to take each other down. Don't miss the awesome new season of Billions, premiering Sunday, March 25th at 10, 9 central, only on Showtime. Get an extended 30-day free trial of Showtime to catch up on the first two seasons of Billions by entering the code SHINING at GetShowtime.com. The offer expires April 15th. And before we go, one more word about Bombas, the most comfortable socks in the history of feet, in the history of human civilization, in the history of humanity. They are made from premium cotton. They stay warm in the winter. They stay cool in the summer. Every pair comes with built-in blister tab, innovative arch support, stay-up technology, and a seamless toe. They have a lot of colors. They have a lot of patterns. They have a lot of lengths and styles. Bombas look great in the gym, at the office, out on the town, at the Duffies. No matter where you're going, you can you can find a pair of Bombas that'll work for the occasion. And for every Bombas purchase you make, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. They have already donated over 7 million pairs. Tate can't even count that high. Mm. Buy your new socks at bombas.com slash shining today and get 20% off of your first purchase.